This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, Shofar East London. Uh, it's such a privilege to be sharing with you guys again this morning. And I trust that you're all doing well in interesting times uh, that we find ourselves in. Um, I want to share with you a little bit some of the things that the Lord has placed on my heart for this season that we are in and the season that we are entering in as the body of Christ in South Africa, but also uh, all over the world. So let's open our Bibles in Genesis chapter 8. I'm going to narrate the story a little bit, and then we're going to stop at one or two verses and just talk through it. But the story, it's, it's about the ark and Noah and the whole process about where they started to step into the release, into the new day um, that the Lord has promised them. And uh, the story goes that God finally remembered them once again. He remembered Noah and his family. And uh, God released the wind out of heaven and the wind pushed away the waters of the flood. And the waters started to subside um, so that, you know, the creation can be restored and Noah and them can be released. So what happened is the ark actually rested on Mount Ararat, um, and, and from there, Mo, Noah had to make some plans to find out what's going on outside. So they started releasing birds, and they started re- doing all sorts of things. Uh, but before I get into that too much, I want to just talk about Ararat. The word actually means that the curse is reversed. And that's so significant because the wind is also a sign of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the signs of the Holy Spirit. And it's about the fact that, that on that minute, God started reversing the curse that came upon creation, uh, the destruction that sin brought about, and the waters of destruction, basically, that was released to, to kill and destroy what the enemy's plans was against mankind and against God's design. And I want to encourage you today by just saying that I know we're stepping in, into a season where curses are being reversed, where God is turning the tide on, on what the enemy meant for harm, and God is going to start raising up His plan and His purpose and His destiny in this season. And, you know, many of us might have been taken by surprise by everything that's happened in 2020. But we can rest in the fact that we know the Lord is not caught off guard. Uh, Jesus knew what's coming. The Father knew what's coming. The Holy Spirit knew what was coming. And He's quite relaxed about this season despite what we might be feeling at this moment. But God is re- breaking curses and He's turning things around uh, for our good. As the story continues, we see that, as I mentioned earlier, that, that there was a window in the ark, and Noah started releasing a, a raven out of the ark to kind of find out what's going on on the outside. You know, is it dry? What's going on? Nobody's sure. So it says that he released the raven. That's in verse 6. At the end of another 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark, which he had made, and he sent out a raven, which flew here and there until the waters were dried up from the earth. And the point was that the raven never returned. So the, the raven went out, it never came back. So Noah had no indication what was really go, going on on the outside. So he had to make a different plan. And then we know the famous story where he released the dove. So verse 8, it begins, and he says, Then Noah sent out a dove to see if the water level had fallen below the surface of the land. But the dove found no place on which to rest the sole of her foot. And she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the entire earth. So he reached out his hand and took the dove um, out uh, um, and brought her into the ark. Verse 10, he waited another seven days and again sent the dove out from the ark. The dove came back to him in the evening, and there in her beak was a fresh olive leaf. 
so no one knew that the water level had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days and sent out the dove, but she did not return to him again. I want to park a little bit on, on, on this story. So we see two images here. It's the raven and the dove. And both is sent out by Noah this season to find out what's going on on the face of the earth. And uh, these are two very different, distinctly different animals that is used. And I believe it's a prophetic picture also of kind of what's happening in this season. Um, another person in the Bible that we see that, that had a, a raven as help was Elijah. And I think you'll all remember the story in 1 Kings chapter 17, uh, where Elijah prophesied that a drought was going to come to the earth, and it did. The heavens were shut for three years, and God said to him, go and live by this brook. And he lived there, and he said, but how am I going to get food? And God commissioned a raven to bring him bread and to bring him meat every day. So, I mean, what a supernatural story uh, that God can use a raven to provide food for, for, for his servant in this season. And... Um, but the interesting thing was, the minute that the brook dried up, um, the provision shifted in his life. Uh, the raven didn't provide anymore. And suddenly God said to him, I need you to go to the town. There's going to be a widow, uh, and she's going to take care of you. And uh, in this story, we see where, where Elijah meets her, but she, she's in a pitiful situation. She's basically given up on life. And he comes and he says, listen, God spoke to me. And if you can just give me some bread and water, um, you know, it's going to be fine. And you all remember the story. She says, well, I have nothing left. I'm basically going to cook for, for myself and my son. And we're, we're going to die because we have only a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. And then Elijah says to her, and he said, um, the Lord says that your flour and your oil will not run dry. And we all remember the season that he stayed with her until the drought ended but the oil and the flour never ran dry. It never stopped. And I believe in this season there is a shift, uh, just like with Elijah. It's a shift from the raven, which is awesome. That was a supernatural provision that God brought uh, to the people. And that's kind of what a lot of us have experienced. It's, it's supernatural provision, but it's still earthbound. It's still linked to the natural. And suddenly it shifts into a supernatural provision. It's the dove season that's opening up over us where it's a provision out of heaven, where oil multiplies and the flour multiplies. And that is a natural thing, and it and has to do with our, our um, specific needs, our daily provision. But it's also about a supernatural grace that God's pouring out on us. It's that our oil will increase, the anointing on our lives will increase and grow, and it will not run dry in this season. And it's also about the flour, which represents the bread, which is the Word of God, and how the Word is going to become richer and richer in the midst of the season. And we're going to see the shift more and more. And I want to encourage you to, to be at peace and go into a season of rest when it comes out about looking at the past and gazing into the future and know that God is planning something different and something new. There's a shift in seasons coming and we're stepping into this dove season. Because remember, that dove was released out of the ark and the first time it went out and it came back saying, listen, there is no place to, to rest my foot. The second time the dove went out and she came back with the olive branch, which is also a sign of the anointing, which is a sign of something that God wants to release over your life. And the third time the dove went out and she didn't come back. And that was the sign for Noah that, listen, it's time for you to get out of the ark. And the dove, as we know, it's a picture of the Holy Spirit. We've seen it all throughout Scripture, how the Holy Spirit comes down and it's, it's a sign, a symbol. Um, uh, the dove is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Um, about a month or so ago, God gave me a specific prophetic word for South Africa. 
And the last part of the word was about, I, I saw these white doves being released out of heaven with messages going all over South Africa. And um, it's like pigeon post, you know, it was just messages being released to the corners of South Africa. And it was so encouraging to me. And, you know, obviously when I saw the dove, you immediately you think of peace and you think of unity and, and just words out of heaven, which it absolutely was and is. But uh, as I kind of kept going on this journey, I discovered so many profound things about the dove and old prophecies that I believe is starting to come into fulfillment in this season. And I want to share those with you just to encourage you about this dove season or this dove company that I believe God is raising up in this season. And it's about people that will walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, and will be led by the Spirit in ways they've never thought possible before. Because there's a grace being released for us to start rebuilding society. But from the 90s already, there was prophetic words being released about this dove company that God is going to raise up. And uh, as I kept reading into it, even as, uh, as um, recent as 2015, it was prophesied again, the Dove Company is coming, the Dove Company is coming. And I wasn't exactly sure what it meant, but the more I looked at this picture in Genesis, I had in some verses I'm going to share, it's going to open up a lot. But the point was of the Dove, and that's who we're supposed to be in this season. This Dove is a symbol of peace. Absolutely, that's what it's about. And, and peace is a key to everything we're going to do in this season right? We, we have to be in a place of rest. We have to be in a place of peace with what's happening around us, not acceptance of it. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But our inside, our inner experience needs to be at a place of rest and in the peace of God. We all know the famous verse, Philippians 4 verse 6, where it says that, and may the, the peace of God, that what? Transcends all understanding. Now, there's a big key right there about the Dove Company right? Peace allows you to transcend understanding. That's the same as Ephesians 3, verse 20 and 21, where it says that God is able to do so much more than whatever you could think or ask of Him to do, right? I want you to just put these together for a minute. There's a peace that comes upon us that actually transcends natural understanding, okay? So we look at problems in a certain way and our limited knowledge, our limited understanding of, of what today holds, of what tomorrow holds, actually can take away peace and it put, puts us in a place where we get nervous about the future, we're uncertain. And the minute we do that, we actually stay in human understanding. We, we don't have the ability to transcend into the realm of what I call the realm of impossibilities. And what I mean is there is a place in God where solutions for impossible situations live. And we can only access that through peace. That's the dove, right? So the peace, the dove can transcend human understanding, human problems, the circumstances of the day that's, that's going on around us. But this dove company can actually reach above those things and they have a different perspective that can unlock the solutions of God in the season where the world needs it most, right? So peace is an incredible key to this dove company. Because remember, the dove went out of the ark, it found no peace, right? And it just came back home. It came back to Noah, it came back to the ark. The ark is a picture of heavenly places to me in this story. It's a picture of the realm of the spirit 
and the, the dove went out and it came in again and it came to its place of rest. It got perspective again. I really want to see it. It got safety. It was fed and it was nurtured in that place. The next minute it gets sent out again and it comes back with the olive branch. So it brings anointing back. But again, the time wasn't right. So again, the dove is in the ark. It's being nurtured. It's being cared for. And then it's released onto the earth when the time is right and the dove does not return because there's peace found on the face of the earth. You see, I want you to see this picture that this is who we're supposed to be in this hour. We're supposed to be people that carries the peace of God. And because we do that, we can transcend, right? We can step above the natural, the circumstances, the problems right now. Think about Ephesians 3.20. It says, the God who is able to do above and beyond whatever you can ask or think. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a guy, I can dream a lot. I, I, I don't have a problem with dreaming big. That's not my challenge in life. But what I realize when I read this, it's like God says there is a place of dreaming that we don't even understand because it's, it's not natural. The human mind cannot dream what God is dreaming. The human mind cannot think of the solutions that God is thinking of right now. We cannot conceive those things. But the problem is with the world around us is that we actually get bogged down. We get bound by these situations and circumstances. So we struggle to rise above that into what is transcending our understanding, right? So the peace of God that transcends. And that's the place where we need to step into as this dove company, right? We need to transcend. There's another verse that really blesses my heart, and it's in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 8. Now, Isaiah is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Uh, chapter 60 is just beautiful. And then there's this bizarre verse, which is verse 8. I don't know if you've seen it, but it says, Who are those who fly like a cloud and like doves to their windows? Isn't that a strange verse, right? Right in the middle of this incredible prophecy about the glory of God that's coming and the restoration that's coming and just this rich promises. And then suddenly Isaiah goes and he says, you know, who are these guys that's flying on the clouds? They have wings like doves and they, goes to, they go to the windows. Another translation says they actually go to the portals of heaven, the windows of heaven. And I believe Isaiah saw a company of spirit-filled believers that's going to transcend. Right? That's going to rise up above what we're facing right now. And they're going to get heaven's perspective on situations on the earth. Listen, there's never been a season uh, in the history of the world that we're living in, that we're alive in, where I believe it's more important to get God's solutions for what we're facing. The world is ready to see a reformation. Cities is ready to be rebuilt to be restored, the restorers of the breach, the, the, the rebuilders of ancient ruins. Now is the time that God is looking for a company of people, this dove company, that will be able to ascend into heavenly places, to live from that place, wait for the waters to subside, and then come out full of anointing and full of the solutions and the plans and the purposes of God on the face of the earth. This is the season that God is taking us in. You know, it's, it's amazing when you look at, at the, the, the facets of outpourings of the Holy Spirit throughout Scripture. But one of my favorite passages of that is in Exodus chapter 31. I'm not going to read all of it to you. Uh, I'm just going to touch on it. But it's, it's, it's the story where God comes. And remember in Exodus 25, Moses was up on the mountain. He transcended, by the way, right? 
He transcended above the circumstances and God started speaking to him for 40 days in the cloud and out of the cloud, face to face as with a friend, remember? And Moses came down with the blueprint of the tabernacle. He came down with a blueprint of how to rebuild and build a nation so that they can be serving the purposes of God. What a phenomenal story. So he comes down with these plans and God says to me in Exodus 25, 40, he says, Moses, make sure you build exactly according to the pattern that I gave you in heaven. But now Moses didn't have the skill. So God says, listen, I'm going to give you two guys, Uhaliab and Bezalel. And I'm going to endow them with the ability and the craftsmanship and the skill of the Holy Spirit. So that they can build in all sorts of precious metals and material, that they can do exactly what I showed you on the mountain. Isn't that phenomenal that God says, I'm not only going to give you vision out of heavenly places, but I'm actually going to anoint you so that you can build according to the pattern that I gave you. And I believe with all my heart, it's a season where God is coming in a super practical way to anoint people to rebuild businesses to rebuild education, to rebuild families, to rebuild church, to rebuild societies, to rebuild governments. There's a skill and a craftsmanship of the Spirit that's going to be released in this season that's going to turn ordinary people into nation builders and city changers. And it's you, it's us, it's ones who are willing to be like the Dove Company that will ascend and descend, that will live out of heavenly places, hear the plans and the purposes of God, take scripture and build on it. Not just read it, but actually take it and rebuild your family, rebuild your business. Lots of us are waiting with all due respect, we're waiting for government to do the right thing. They're probably not going to do what we want, right? It's probably not going to be the way we dream. But you have a mandate from the highest authority to rebuild, to restructure, to shape society in a way that will be pleasing unto the Lord and that will be a blessing to everybody around us, believer or unbeliever. That's the privilege uh, we have as believers in this season. Uh, I'm going to quote Superman right now, so that, that's crazy. But anyway, Superman, Man of Steel, that was almost the gospel, uh, you know, according to me. But uh, what happened in that movie at some point is the FBI actually uh, catches uh, Clark Kent, Superman, and they take him in behind bars. And it's this funny picture because he has these, you know, handcuffs on. And you, we all know that he can just, you know, kind of do that and it, it will be over. And he sits behind this, this glass box and they're interrogating him. And the next minute he, he makes this statement. Uh, that just really blessed my heart. I'll always remember it. It says, it says, you're scared of me because you can't control me. And you cannot control me. And you never will. But that doesn't mean I'm your enemy. Isn't that cool? And that's kind of who we are as believers. That's what Jesus said, by the way. You're in this world, but you're not from it. Meaning we live in these circumstances, but we're defined by a higher reality and a higher truth. That means I don't need the permission, and I'm not talking about illegal stuff, of course, that's ridiculous. But we have permission from heaven to be a blessing and to rebuild society and to shape it according to the pattern that's in heaven. And when we do that humbly and with respect and honor to those around us and, and authorities and all of those things, because we have to be obedient to that as well, but we can shape a culture, we can shape a business that brings glory to the Lord. We can shape a school that looks different than anything we've ever seen. We can shape families in a way that is new and fresh and that will bring glory to the Lord. And people will go, I want that. 
I want to be part of that. I want to see that. And, and if, if we can get that, then suddenly we're going to look at the season that we're in. And we're going to realize, man, this is the biggest opportunity that we, has, that we have uh, received from the Lord as a church. We actually have the opportunity to shine. We actually have the opportunity to make a difference in a world that desperately needs it. You know, it's fascinating if you look at the story of Exodus. I'm going to end with that, where, where at some point God says to, to Moses, he says to him, Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh and tell him the following. It's in Exodus chapter 9. He says, uh, for by now, Pharaoh, I could have put out my hand and struck you and your people with a pestilence, and you would then have been cut off, obliterated from the earth. But indeed, for this very reason, I have allowed you to live in order to show you my power and in order that my name may be proclaimed throughout all the earth. And you know, when I, when I read this this morning, and it's not about a person, but it's about a spirit of destruction that's come upon the earth. And it's like I can just see God saying, listen, virus, listen, uh, you know, riots, whatever it is that's going on, poverty. It's like God is saying, I could obliterate you in a minute, but I'm going to use you because my bride is going to shine brighter than it's ever shown before. And I'm going to use my church to spread my glory all over the world. And I want to encourage you guys with this this morning. God's hand is upon us. God, God is looking for people that can be reformers. He's looking for the next Nehemiah, for the next Moses, for the next Joseph. He's looking for people that will rise up and say, uh, this is the way we're going to move. And listen, it starts in the smallest of places. It starts with myself. How am I going to live different? How am I going to respond next time when I see the bad news? You know, how am I going to position myself so that I can transcend above all understanding and I can listen from heaven? How am I going to feed myself in the season in the things of the word and the things of the Lord that I can be strong, but I won't be moved? Because if I can do that, then I can influence my family. If I can influence my family, I can influence my friends. If I can influence my workplace, then surely, you know, I can influence more. Some of you need creative ideas in this season, wisdom from God. And I believe He wants to release that because we need wisdom. We need, created, we need creativity. We need new ideas to shape the world. And God is going to give that. Some of you God's going to use to reshape and rewrite laws so that business can become easier, but things can flow again. There's such grace in the season. And I want to encourage you to be part of that dove company in the season. And how do you do that? We stay on our knees. We stay before the Lord. We stay in the Spirit. We are those who are led by the Spirit. We are those who walk by the Spirit. And we are those who are in the Spirit. And it's practice. And, and it's time that we, we, we knuckle down and we say, Lord, this is what we're going to do in this season. Teach me. Get those around you to help you. When you go into negativity, tell them, listen, if you see me negative, I need you to encourage me, remind me to praise. Right? Let's build a culture around us based on the foundational values that the gospel gave us. And as we do that, you're going to feel lighter and you're going to start ascending and descending. And we're going to come down with the plans and the ability to do the plans that God has given us. It really is time for the sons of God to manifest what we receive in prophetic promise. It's time to build those things into society. And I want to bless you with that today in the name of Jesus. So right there where you are, would you just close your eyes for a minute and I just want to release this grace over you. So Lord, I want to thank you for this incredible season that we are in. 
Thank you for this Dove company that you're raising up. Thank you for a craftsmanship, a skill, and an ability of the Spirit that you're releasing. Like in Zechariah 1, Lord, the enemy came to steal. Those four horns came in. But then you said, I'm going to raise up craftsmen, and they're going to rebuild my nation. So, Lord, I pray for, the, for craftsmen to be raised up, nation builders to be raised up in this season. Lord, release a supernatural grace over people right now, Lord. Flood our hearts with ideas. Let us transcend the natural understanding and step into the heavenly realm. Lord, I pray for healings to start flowing, miracles to abound, because we will be people of the presence, people of the Dove Company. And Father, most of all, I pray for supernatural peace to be released in every heart, in every home, in every circumstance. Break curses today by your peace, Lord, as we just trust in you in the name of Jesus. Well, thank you guys for spending this time with us. God bless you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.